This episode of What Suits Him Radio is brought to you as always by whatsuitshim.com where you can head to our homepage and see a brand new essay written by your boy, yours truly. Uh, I don't want to spoil the topic because I'd really like it if y'all visited the website and read it yourself. But um, I will say that like it was compelling enough to temporarily remove my writer's block. So um, yeah, go check it out. And beyond the essays, um, be on the lookout for an announcement on us expanding our photography services and um, information heading from our consulting side. So um, yeah, follow, follow us everywhere for those details. Uh, what suits him on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, WSH Consulting on Twitter and again the website whatsuitshim.com uh, one more time whatsuitshim.com uh, we are also brought to you by Arena Solutions again shout out friend of the podcast uh, and the whole project Blake Hall um, Arena Solutions is now accepting new clients so if you're in need of graphic design marketing brand development or content coordination uh, holla at Blake um, there are plenty of samples on the Arena Solutions Instagram if you want to check that out that's at arena underscore solutions but if you're ready to talk uh, services with them now, go ahead and shoot them an email. That's arenasolution7 at gmail.com. One more time, arenasolution7 at gmail.com. Okay, it's a two-pile week. You know, I've been working a little bit. Um, part five of the Albums of the Decade project coming into the week. But uh, first, we have a belated mid-year review with Wasusam Radio Hall of Famers, Keenan Terry and Adam Morgan. So we're going to get into that. But first, of course, my brother, Willie Major. Uh. Uh, yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back, you can have it, without all you taught me, I never would have lasted, I know I can't oh, I remember when Hawaii used to be cold, damn. Bro, when they had, uh, what they do name, Brennan, Cole Brennan? Yeah, Cole Brennan, yeah, dog. Hey man, shout out, shout out. That nigga was throwing for like seven thousand yards a season and shit. I was like, yo. He got to the league and was terrible. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Who was like that now? Wasn't that Case Keenum when he was in Houston though? Remember he threw for like oh, nine yeah. He, yeah, he was going crazy too. He like he got like eight red shirts, played like ten years in college, had like three or four passing yard records. <laughs> and yeah. Man, I'm sick my nigga Johnny Football about to be a assistant manager at Home Depot, bro. That nigga was so cold to me. Bro. Who? <laughs> Johnny? Right, right, right. You know what I mean, you know? Like, that nigga went from being a top 10 quarterback pick, like, in the league, and, like, that nigga is, like you said, about to really be, like, a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> this was a great segue into that Jay-Z conversation about him, um, Oh, true. Okay, well, okay. Let, let me uh, let me like start the start the conversation officially. I just been recording for thirty five minutes at this point. All right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, uh, I want y'all to know this. Okay, I'm gonna let him. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. This, talk. this is great. This is the intro. Now, go ahead. Literally, just reminded me of Chili's when we play in Chicago because this is literally how it will start it. Like I was just talking, and then like next thing you know, we were talking for like hours and hours about nothing. Yeah, I, f- I did. I do feel like Chicago just came out of like an hour, like two. We were like, let's talk about going to Chicago <laughs> randomly, and then we looked up and we was going to Chicago. Wow. Like, I don't know if y'all know, but this conversation literally started from me saying like, "Yo, I believe in being polyamorous," and then you bringing up Utah and being a Mormon, and we got to Idaho and fucking trying to plan a Boise State game. <laughs> so, so then yeah, now we going to segue to Jay Z. Like, this is the power of great, like, just really fluid, like conversation. Like, you know what I'm saying? I- 
All right, so well, you all hearing Keenan Ryan is here too, y'all. Ryan is, I, I did seven episodes without you, dog. You should be proud of me. I was like, I, I, in a way, I was like, dang, I had Ryan on it like a month. I wonder if like she's noticed. I feel bad. Like you were my co-host at a point, and now I'm just like, I don't know. That's wild. Um, Are you muted? To, You're muted. I, heard That's what, I didn't hear. Though. Yeah, I didn't hear a word. You oh, just I am. I thought I hit it. My bad. But I gotta listen to your last last podcast. Yeah, I haven't heard the new album yet. Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah, yeah, bro. Everybody picking these. Um, I mean, it's a lot of crit. It's a lot of currency. Uh, I want I want niggas to pick Drake and Cole and Kendrick. You the only person that picked like a mainstream album so far. Everybody else. I know. I feel so lame for picking. (laughs) You really had to go do some homework. Um, your friend picked the that Frank Ocean mixtape. I was like, oh, I messed up. (laughs) No, but no, somebody else picked another Kendrick that's coming up. Somebody okay. pick somebody pick Sean. Somebody pick. Oh wow! Uh, somebody else pick Crit. I got one more Crit. So there is a there is actually two Sean tapes that could be in there. There is one that I'm gonna always stand for, um, and that's gonna be the Detroit mixtape. I don't really. That's, care. Right, that's, 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 that's coming up. That's coming up. That's coming up. That's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. All right, we won't talk about it then. Yeah, right. we won't. I'm about to say I was. Keen, I mean, I'm saying, Keenan, do you want one? I feel I figured you didn't have a real, like you are not no, an album head like that, so I didn't. Oh no, uh, you're right because I'm not. I can tell you like. I would be one of three things over the last 10 years. So, I mean, if, if you already said that one might be coming up, NWTS is my other one. Um, oh, we can do nothing was the same. Well, I, st- I still want to do if you're reading this, it's too late. I'm still trying to recruit somebody. Yeah. You know the crazy part? We can definitely do that one because I really appreciated that one a lot because I think that was actually like right towards the end. Well, not really end, but I guess the beginning of like really heavy streaming. So, like, because mm-hmm. really, that was, I remember you picking was, a Drake album? Who, me no, no, or Keenan? Keenan. Oh, my would, God. It wouldn't be Trey. It would be like nothing was the same. I have one more. I can't remember uh, what it was, though. I have to double check it. I, cause I was thinking of one when I listened to one of the episodes, but I do agree with you. If you read this, it's too late. It's actually one that could be discussed, even if it's just an audible message. My, I'm, I'm just a big fan of albums that, like, start off real strong, and the first, like, seven songs on that album, like, crazy. They have all been basically singles. Like, all of them have basically had, at a point, been a single. Man, he flipped so anxious, so crazy. I was like, "Oh, you're really elite." Anyway, um, all right, Ronnie, you had, you had you had a point about the Jay Z. You were talking about Jay Z and Cap. Was that where you was going with it? Yeah, I just thought it was a great segue because we was always talking about uh, talking about football. Okay, so I mean, I guess like for uh, well, for context, Jay Z announced the what partnership with the NFL. Rock Nation announced a partnership with the NFL. Mm-hmm. What does to, that even mean? Like, you about to be working with them niggas, you trying to get Cap a job? What is it? So they That's haven't what come I'm saying. Details yet. Go ahead, Ken. No, they haven't come out with all the details yet, and I happen to, and I probably, before I open my mouth, should have pulled this up, but yeah. I happen to see the undefeated um, basically talking or had a few quotes that JV had earlier in response to everybody like, hey, did you make this? And like, you know, have a clause in there that you're, they're going to have to like rehire uh Colin Kaepernick or like find him a team or something like that or you just do this because of course the first thing you're about to find is like are you partnering with them but like you're still not going to get Cap a job so basically as I'm trying to like flip through this they were giving some of the details they didn't have everything in there but like one of the quotes that JD said that was just kind of like it made sense but also like yeah you're kind of looking like you're dancing for him my brother was like so 
Jay, this is Jay Z talking. He's like, we forget that, that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice. And Man, that see, no, nah, bro, you're right. That's dancing. That's dancing, exactly. bro. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Y'all both know I am incapable of criticizing Jay Z. I love but, it. Yeah. But but this is some bullshit, bro. I'm, like I've been trying to like reconcile the fact for the last two days that like he clearly just. I mean, whatever. He's to become a billionaire, you gotta essentially say fuck what other people think anyway. So this isn't uh-huh. surprising to me on a capitalist level. I'm just kind of disappointed that like you've been like such a like vocal supporter of Cap and all this other bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious like what he thought was gonna come of this, and maybe he does. Maybe he does think he's bigger than all this. You know what I'm saying? It could literally just be his ego. You that know, makes him think that he's just like he's bigger than this Kaepernick shit. So I don't know. For me and like me and William have talked about this a lot, like. With Jay-Z and Beyonce, it's kind of like if you are saying that you're curating the culture and you're advocating for the culture, do the work for the culture. And I just kind of don't see that with them. But I'm saying, so like, what's the... That point. So what, but what's the like, opposite extreme, though? So, like, I was thinking about this the other night. I tweeted about it for, like, two seconds because whatever. But I was like, yo, and I'm not even mad at people who didn't end up, like, giving up the NFL because whatever. I only really don't watch it because the Lions suck. If I had a reason to watch right. the Lions, I probably would still be watching. But I say that to say that, like, the fact that NFL really got away with, like, blackballing a black guy for calling out racism is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stand for some eventually. And I don't know if the NFL is, like, that thing that, like, we all supposed to be boycotting, but it is just kind of bizarre that niggas was like, but I love football though. It's like, you were supposed you know to give up the shit like... you love, man. That's the point of a boycott. Like, you're not, it's boycott not supposed to be like easy. Protest is not supposed to be easy. But when that shit went down with the NBA <clears throat> and the players should have been boycotting that Donald Stark, what was that name? Donald yeah, Donald Sterling. Donald yeah. Sterling, mm-hmm. when that went down, did nobody really boycott that either. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they should right. have, we should have. So uh, it's almost kind of unfair to hold the NFL to this other standard when we didn't hold the, NF- the NBA to that standard. But I'm saying the NBA. So I mean, the NBA has blackballed a guy, but oh, plenty of times. But I mean, I guess like they they they're coming out looking cleaner about like social justice issues right now. For Within him. the last five to seven years, let's say. Because LeBron mostly It's because like their most well, like popular player is this like social justice warrior all of a sudden. I also think, though, that they're, they took two different approaches with the commission. Like, even though, of course, it's easy, like, we've, like, for NBA fans, we've cracked jokes on David Stern for probably, like, the last 12 years ever since he blocked the CB3 trade, stuff like that. Like, it's kind of funny. He stuck his foot in his mouth. But I think one thing that he did notice earlier on is that he realized that the best athletes in his sport were all black. And they were the ones that were also making, like, endorsements slash commercials TV money. And he's like, well, hey, if we want this league to actually go and be global and not just be, like, second fiddle to the NFL the whole time, or, like, to football, I ain't just NFL, we have to kind of, like, get behind them. And I think that's one thing that the NFL kind of hasn't done, which I understand to an extent, since players move so quickly, like, they can be in and out of the league very quickly unless you're a quarterback or a kicker just because it's just not, like like just injuries and stuff like that you don't try to get behind players the same way but and also we can see the faces of NBA guys like there, there's a lot of people who the best player in the NFL like excluding Tom Brady a lot of people Tom. don't know like what that person looks like or like they don't even know sometimes what the best player on their favorite team looks like because they always wear a helmet and so I say that all, I bring that all around just to say like the NBA to an extent knew that hey if we're gonna be behind like the players and like make sure that we're capitalizing on them even economically first, we have to kind of play along to this game. 
Like we may not be the we not maybe we may not necessarily be wiping our hands with being like kind of racist or discriminatory or whatever it is that you say, but we're at least going to play the game because guess what? We know how to keep bringing these commercial dollars and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, ultimately, like something like protests. I don't know, like why the idea like kneeling was so offensive to so many white people, but ultimately. <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean, LeBron is invoke. LeBron is very vocal about, like, his proudness, his pride and his blackness, but yeah. he also didn't, I, I don't, what am I trying to say? Like, essentially, like, the NBA never had to deal with, like, LeBron James threatening the kneel, right? And so, yeah. it was never a moment where, like, the NBA would have had to deal with that situation. So, it's not like we, we don't even know how they would have had to deal with it because it never happened. And so, I don't know. It's just weird that they try to compare the two when, like, we know for a fact that that, but so that's to say though, like, who's the best black player in the NFL? If I don't know if Aaron Donald had like Nell instead of Colin Kaepernick, how would that have gone over? You know what I'm saying? If I don't fucking know, if if Antonio Brown had Nell instead of if Le'Veon Bell had Nell instead of Cap, how would that have gone over? I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it's also a very good comparison. Like, if we're if we're speaking strictly from like a kneeling or not even kneeling, but like your main protest or like you know making the biggest headlines was a superstar. Because like you said, let's like. I guess the closest I can make, like you said, it has to be Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, maybe, like, mm-hmm. we were, if we were going back in the day, like, it, it basically the Mike Vick of it, but I guess that's also the thing, too, though. The NFL prides itself on making quarterbacks the face of its, of its league, right. and there just aren't enough black quarterbacks. It's not, and it's not even to say that black people can't be quarterbacks and not good quarterbacks, because I don't want to drive into that notion, but there just aren't enough in the league that you can depend on, like, one person. Like, the closest you would probably be able to say to doing that, that might have been a bigger naming cap at the time, that was a quarterback, is Russell Wilson. And the way that Russell Wilson is kind of portrayed in the media today, I honestly don't know if he would have caught the flack about it either, especially with him being mm-hmm. not known to be a huge football town, even though it's gotten better, of course, recently. Um, him kind of being seen as both kind of on the, like, I don't like to say it like that. I don't like to sound like people, but, like, a guy that's not really black, even though he actually, you know, even though he is black. And if he, yeah, he wouldn't have been that seriously. Yeah. But no, like, but I mean, the cap criticism was always weird to me too. Still, because it was like, so I remember at first it was, well, he's not playing anymore, so he's creating a scene in order to get attention. And then it was, well, but he's, um, he grew up in a white household. What does he care about? Yeah, like black issues. It, it just was like everybody had reasons for him to not care. Like it was, I was just always perplexed by that because it's like he's a black kid who like. Plays into a black fraternity. I'm sure he's like gotten plenty of lectures about this stuff. I'm sure he's yep. aware of it. Just because he wasn't so vocal about it until now, I don't know his reasons about that, nor do I care. But so many reasons. Like, I don't know. Like we did this thing where everybody just wanted him to have false pretenses behind it. He had he had to be self serving. It was like he can't be fighting for his people. It's like he needs the attention. Like I don't yeah. think that's it. I don't think yeah, that's no, it. I think that's just. But that's just like. It how we want to make things like make sense to us personally and like rationalize things. So we feel like everything has to have a reason when in theory it doesn't like one thing that I know pretty much all of us used to like, not like when we were kids is when our parents say, because I said so, but as I've gotten, like as we've gotten older, at least uh, around more like things, we, we have the choice to do stuff. You realize like sometimes the only response to something is really because I wanted to, because I felt like, because I said so. And there's no deeper meaning. There doesn't need to be Basically. Um, but yeah, I, I guess to, to not like sound like we're just talking about like Captain Neely though, how do you feel that this could um whether it be change you words you want to use or inspire or 
you know, maybe like, do you see maybe anything like actually happening with, from this partnership or anything coming from it? I mean, I want to believe all good things because it's my man's, but it really just, it really does. I mean, because what was on that um, press release? Like, they're going to, like, part of that partnership is they're going to support the NFL's whatever uh-huh. um, social justice initiatives and shit like that. Like, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, right. it all it all sounds very vague and another way for Hove to make money. Like, they're using they each other. They are trying to get black people to watch football again. Yeah. And they figure no better way to get these niggas to watch football than to get Jay-Z to endorse us. Period. Full stop. Niggas love Jay-Z. But I'm still trying to figure out what that means, though. Like, how much did they have to pay this nigga? Because he not whatever, cheap. Whatever. Black, the black dollar is for us not to, for niggas not to have no money, we sure got a lot of spending power. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I do, I know that it, so, um, go ahead. Whatever we got to pay to get them niggas to watch games again and buy our tickets is whatever we'll pay this nigga, period. Yeah, and as I kind of read more of the quotes that, like, kind of tidbits and things from the JV said from the interview, he, he kind of mentions himself, like, uh, wanting this to be, like, an action item, like, there are ways to protest, and he he, caught, he goes on and says, basically, um, there are two ways to protest. Um, you go out there, uh, you go outside, and you protest, and the company or the individual says, I hear you, what do we do next? So JV basically says, this is him taking uh, that question to make it an action item. The way you protest is to stop spending your fucking money, and we did, and now they hurt. Yeah, he he basically is thinking in his mind he's able to help other people. So even if that, he he basically is alluding to the fact that even if I can't get Colin to have a job, I'm setting the president for people that are coming after him, not just football players, but hopefully inspiring change that. And I I understand he's trying to be business. It is some garbage ass quarterback. I haven't watched football in two years. But I can tell you, there is maybe a dozen quarterbacks that Colin Kaepernick to this day is better than that has a job right now. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, it's yeah, it's I can't speak on that either. I don't know, but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's just it's nothing we're gonna be able to say until like some time goes by to see if it actually means anything or right. if we gonna get just a couple hype Super Bowl, you know, entertainment from like three years from now. And then be back, you know, be in the same place. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what is it that he is going to do? Open an office of cultural competency in the NFL or some shit? Like, come on. I mean, I'll give it a shot. That's the thing is, like, I want to believe that, like, all this bullshit he's been peddling about, he's, like, essentially a black superhero at this point is real. Is that He didn't just sell us out. But I'm sure it'll be evident fairly quickly if he did. We've been sold out. He's a billionaire now. Yeah, that's true. But, but I'm saying a lot of people aspire to that shit, bro. Like, he's an inspiration to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, a lot of people can aspire to be a lot of things. So I'm saying, like, you, I mean, you calling them like a... I mean, I don't disagree. At the same time, I also would like to be a billionaire. We so talked about, about that in on one of our last podcasts. Yeah. Like, there's just no way you accumulating a billion doll hairs <laughs> if you're not selling somebody somewhere somehow. Shout out to my nigga Damon. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I, just, I, wanted, I wanted it to be a good thing. I don't think it will be, but I would like it to be. Keep hope alive, my sister. Yeah. At this point, none of us are going to be happy with the billionaire black guy talking to the other billionaire white guy or millionaire white guy that leads over a bunch of millionaire niggas who are basically like cracking each other's head open for pennies on the dollar and who they won't let another black quarterback in who's better than at least 30% of the starting quarterbacks. And probably like eighty percent of, or not, probably like seventy percent of all quarterbacks in the league. 
but here we are. I just hate how, like, I mean, we can move on after this because we got other shit to hit. I just hate how, like, clandestine all this shit is. Like, we don't really know terms of anything. Like, I really right, want to know yeah. how much Colin got paid because that would make me feel better about all this. If oh, Cap got, he got if, paid. No, but I read somewhere he only got, like, 15 mil. And that's, like, two years' worth of money for it. Like, I guess that's, like, hip, like payments, like, payment for, like, services unrendered for the last two seasons he didn't get paid. <laughs> Right, and, and, that's, me, and that sounds like, almost minimal. Yeah, so I'm like, in a way, for me, it's like, yo, you just really got like two years' salary. That's all they paid you. Like, if, for me, if he got like 75 to 100, then okay, cool. I don't give a fuck if you never play again. But I, I don't know. And the thing is, like, we, like, it's a, he got an NDA signed to it, attached to it. So, yep. so you we can't will never know, right? And that's so janky to me. Like, man, we, like, as I don't know, like, y'all want us to watch the games, but y'all gotta have a secret means where we can't, like, really determine. The janky shit happening behind closed doors? I don't know. Yeah. Taking a quick break to plug the Five and Grind co-working special at Street Cred, right of the Detroit Riverfront. Uh, shout out to my brother, Willie Mac Jr., the voice soundtrack in West Houston Radio. Uh, he and his family, the legendary Crawfords out of the city of Detroit, are providing access to everything the fledgling Detroit entrepreneur needs to launch a new venture or expand the current one. And I'm only saying Detroit entrepreneurs because it's in the city of Detroit, but... I've been reading places that Detroit's a tourist destination now. So if you're visiting Detroit as a tourist, head on down to the crib and get your entrepreneurship on, man. Go to the crib and get access to wireless high-speed internet, a complimentary bar, beverage bar. Now, I, I don't know if they have other beverages, but you can highlight them about that. Um, unlimited printing. Uh, and what I think is most important, great networking opportunities with other like-minded folks, all for the low, low price of $5. Everybody got a five in their pocket, right? Like you can just run down there, be productive for like 45 minutes and feel like it was a great use of that five dollars um and if you're familiar with the city it's mad accessible right down east jefferson um 6340 east jeff to be precise hop off the lodge make that good little left and you'll be there in like two seconds promise um so yeah mosey on downtown and be productive man daily upgrades and memberships are also available and you can get uh the creds hours and more information about the venue space um from their instagram and their twitter so yeah, so the credit has been used as a co-working space for the summer, but I've been there for fashion shows. I've been there for broader networking events. Um, they host a ton of stuff there. So if you get down there for co-working and you see it and you think it could be a place that could host your event, uh, holler at them and let them know. Again, um, streetcred.det is the Twitter and the Instagram, at streetcred.det. One more time, at streetcred.det. Let's do movies, dog. Uh, Kenan, did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I haven't seen any movies besides Hobbs and Shaw. So, but you saw Hobbs and Shaw, though. Of course. Wait, you saw who? Hobbs and Shaw. You didn't see Hobbs and Shaw? I haven't saw it yet. I actually <sighs> forgot that it was out. I'm sorry. Go ahead, y'all. I don't mind the spoilers. We saw it, like, first night. Like, I could wait for, like, everything else that y'all yeah, I think, I think, Yeah, I think me and Dad saw it first night, too. Yeah, that shit was elite, bro. Uh, no, I yeah, genuinely so just, just forgot yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see it again, though, people. It was just entertaining as fuck, bro. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I get, it's like critic culture. You got to write something. But to me, it's just like a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, The Rock fucking curled a helicopter. Just like straight, like barehanded. Like I said, when they first announced it, I would pay really good money to see Jason Statham, The Rock fight Stringer Bell. Come on. You know what I'm saying? That's actually pretty solid. Okay. Niggas niggas was shitting on uh, Idris' performance a little bit, but I was like... I don't know. They, they everybody got you got to complain about so you got to find the flaw. Well, and then somebody else might agree with you. Because I felt like he was the one that made it into a real movie. Yo, so um, well, Kenan, this is gonna kind of be a spoiler, but I mean, whatever. It's cool, it's um, movie, bro. So when Kevin Hart popped up, I was like, 
I, that literally like made me say, "What the fuck?" Like, that was a little bit strange. <laughs> you know what? I thought that, that was, was a good surprising. little cameo. No, it was a good little cameo, but it was still just. Very, I mean, and they kind of needed it to like tie that plot together about how they gonna get the plan. Because I was in the moment when he said we can go to Samoa. I was like, man, how the fuck you don't get to Samoa from where you at? And then I was like, oh, That's like yeah, a restaurant or some shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go to Hawaii. Okay. I like this But I was like, oh, yeah, Kevin Hart can get you a plane. Okay, yeah, right. I mean, Kevin Hart does tag team. It feels like Kevin Hart and The Rock have a lot of roles together in some capacity. So that, like, yeah, just his name being in there doesn't surprise me. And also, just with him being, like, kind of still at the height of, like, entertainment right now in regards to everything, he in there is going to be some, some good kudos. Do you have you guys put um the rock himself as an entertainer like like kind of in that more than respectable I guess or that upper echelon quite yet like in terms of all entertainment? Yeah, I mean you can you kind of got to I guess I'm. Being I read like, online that he's a mass like his movies has a mass like over a billion dollars or something like that. No, that yeah that nigga's a rich man uh, at this point. I guess like I'm be, I'm being a white man right now and I'm like, could I ever see the rock winning an Oscar? I don't know. Um, yeah, like me wait, as wait. a like film film critic, like no, he ain't no Denzel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, obviously, no, 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 I would never disrespect Denzel like that. But yeah, no, as an entertainer, yeah, I love him as an entertainer. Yeah, okay. he's just mad. He's, I mean, sorry to be redundant, but he's just mad entertaining. Like he is just like funny. He's funny as fuck. He, I don't know. Like I was watching, I was, I was talking around about um. I'm, they, these came out last year though Skyscraper and Revenge Those movies are the same goddamn movie But it's just kind of funny Cause It's just The Rock being a really strong nigga Like Skyscraper is like actually Yes You saw Did you, yeah, you see Skyscraper? Y'all seen Skyscraper? Yeah. Skyscraper? I didn't see that No but Skyscraper is entertaining about. But it's genuinely like the, He's a He has a prosthetic leg bro Like that one movie that He's we saw still being ass You know what I'm saying Like at Ram, a point, We saw Rampage And I felt like No it was Rampage was retarded No same movie Same fucking movie I watched them to be like This is the same movie And it's the exact same movie yeah. But Sky, The part of no, my skyscraper albums like yo Like Come on dog Like he literally was climbing Into like a What 300 story like, like skyscraper with a yeah I leg. love movie I love movie physics like that that's why I like the Fast right. and Furious like franchise because it's like this no. is so interesting like what are y'all gonna think of next no for real no I genuinely cannot discredit that statement what you just said was literally the perfect thing to say right I like I'm so intrigued because I don't even know how you guys came up with this idea that this is going yeah. to be acceptable. Like, you guys knew that we weren't even going to ask questions. We were just going to be entertained. So you know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's actually it. Because, like, asking questions is pointless. It's like... Bro. Yeah, seriously. And I'm the queen of, like, watching some shit and be like, this is not realistic. But, like, when I go yeah. see those movies, I'm like, I'm, to- I'm obviously not here for the realism. Right, right. No, it's so funny that you bring it up because, like, so I, me and my dad used to always watch, like, you know, like, cop type shit. Like, like this shows like that, like, from NCIS and all that stuff. And so we would be talking, and he's like, man, I watch, of course, since my dad's a retired priest, like, I'd be like, man, did y'all really do that? He's like, no, but I watch these shows not because I want authenticity. I'm watching TV because I want to be entertained. And these shows entertain me. And when he told me that probably, like, three or four years ago, I was like, that's probably the best thing I've ever said because I stopped, uh, like, trying to always try to make stuff make sense. I'm like, man, they wouldn't really do that. Or, man, it's the president's room ahead. It's like, no, I'm entertained. Like, I want a break from real life when I'm watching TV. Exactly. If I wanted it to be extra real, I wouldn't watch the TV that much. Like, I know they have to do a little bit of, you know, uh, fabricating or whatever it is in there. Right, yeah. even the news is fake to a certain extent. You know, I would be entertained. I, I, I don't need to watch <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Nah, man. I mean, it's fucked up to think about, but y'all right. So I was hoping you had seen uh, the new Tarantino because that's kind of like what the premise of like. So I, I mean, that's kind of what the Master Murders were about anyway. Well, I have, you know what the movie's about, right? Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. I didn't know if I wanted to go. I, me and Tarantino movies in the theater. Uh, Django that, was an exception because Django. That's, that's the thing is, Django was dumb long. Maybe it's because like, but that movie. Was, I mean, I knew it was gonna be long, but like, I didn't know Leo wasn't gonna show up until like ninety minutes in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I was like, Yo. No, that's like crazy eight or uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's we saw crazy. that in the theater too. Like, no, I couldn't see that in the theater. That shit was three. I, I but we did like, see like, Inglorious Bastards in the theater. We was like, we gotta go. Like, we <laughs> to nah, fam. I would have, I would have had to walk out if I tried to watch that shit. Yeah, we did walk out. We was like, oh. okay, we made it pretty much to the end. Like, we know we're having a war or two. We got it. Right. I'm trying to imagine seeing Pulp in theaters, though, and I feel like that would have been a moment. I feel like that shit would have oh, been Especially crazy. back yeah, then. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially back then when you couldn't, like, just get it, you know, shortly after. Like, you had to sit there for that. Did you see the new movie? No, I haven't. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of behind the movies. Like, the last movies I've really seen have been, like, you know, like, of course, The Lion King's Aladdin and stuff like that. I haven't been to the movies outside of Lion King probably since, probably, like, a month or two. Man, I mean, they making they make a live-action door, bro. I'm fed the fuck up, bro. So Can, are of, there no more new intrigued. ideas? They're making who? They're by what? Door to explore. A live-action door to explore. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The crazy part, I don't mind seeing that. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. I don't mind seeing it only simply because... It's for the kids, bro. Yeah, that and it's really not so much related to her just because it's like nigga we never saw her in school we never saw her fucking event like so that part to me already was like okay yeah I saw like one of them Fox 2 reports how they do the entertainment reports and they was saying how it's like her as a teenager and so it like opens up the storyline more so it's like really it's like just the name yeah okay um but no like so I was talking I think I was talking to Deb about like the Disney remake, well, all these just remakes in general, and how like I still haven't seen Toy Story four, and I might just be cool if they make any more, cause like I felt like Toy Story three was was supposed to have been the end for like yeah. us, you know what I'm saying? Like right. now they trying to now they trying to milk it for like more children, and so like I'm sure there were kids who have seen the other Toy Stories now that they've seen four, and they're like, well, I like Toy Story, that's cool, they can have the next ones, but like I don't feel compelled to see what what's this sporky and shit like what like what is this shit i feel like i'm being so the, I think the, the disney... like, kid yelling at the clouds right now but <laughs> what i no, think disney is trying to capitalize on millennials having kids so they're trying to yeah, tap into yeah. you as a millennial gonna love the lion king and then you have a kid and they're gonna be introduced again to the story so i can make a whole new bag without creating anything yeah, that and they getting these like new this new technology animation and graphics off. They want a piece of that too, cause like they're they're thinking as well of the movies that were like classics back in the seventies, eighties, nineties that were so great. And now you got so much more technology you can play with and things you can do. Because like, like don't get me wrong, but I don't think these are the movies to be doing it with. Like some of yeah, I get your point. That's, yeah, like that's the James Camerons and the Steven Spielbergs. It's like I would love to see like maybe a remake of Alien with new technology or something. Uh-huh. But like. Lion King was weird. Like, that was just that wasn't. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It was fine, but I, was I didn't find it like it. visually intriguing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't like, see it. I didn't want to see it. So I actually like Lion King. To your point, I agree with the Toy Story as well. Like, like Toy Story Four was still probably better than two, but like it, I agree. Like I, I think we all agree it could have stopped at three. Like we didn't need a four. 
Um, I guess the one cool thing about it is they did try to like take it away from what all the other storylines have been. It just it just wasn't really needed. You're right. I think remaking cartoon movies is just really difficult, especially when you remake them to be live action, because it's like I don't know what to get. But I really enjoyed Aladdin, so it's also like. And these kids don't deserve their own generation of movies. Like, well, what else do you like? What else do you do? Because I'm not saying that like, of course, I'm way less creative than a lot of these directors and producers. But at this point, when you're doing kid movies, how many more like fairy tale princess movies can you do that like I don't know are entertaining? To you me? know what that speaks to? White supremacy. Because there are so many <laughs> ethnic Boom. stories and people of color stories that they keep your third eye open, my brother. <laughs> you feel me? White supremacy. But no, seriously though, like there's so many other stories and cultures and things that you could be making animated stories about or whatever, but yeah. you're just choosing not to. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, then to so I was actually talking to somebody about Crazy Rich Asians. I don't know if y'all seen that. And I I mean, it was cool. I thought it was cute. Like, that's the best way I come up for it, with it's cute. I'm but I didn't, I didn't I find it to be, like, good. I don't know what that means either, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Because I feel like the the people who could culturally relate to it that I know didn't have anything bad to say about it either. But I think they were just more happy about the representation than, like, yeah. the fact that they were, like, in this stellar movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. So... Yeah, and, and I don't I, mean in the sense of like, I mean more in the broad sense. Like, I don't want to see no more slave movies, no more rebellion movies, no more civil rights. Fuck all that. Like, yeah, give me a black like. That's why I like Jordan Peele a lot because it's like, give me a black war movie. Like, give me some black entertainment through a black perspective, but it's still a mainstream story. We get those, but I feel like those are the ones that are like the quote unquote like hood classics or the ones that go straight to BT. And I know that we need more of them in like actual videos. And of course, I'm not in that, or actual movies, excuse me. And I'm not in that industry, so I don't really know how it goes. But I don't know if it's just tough for the people who are willing to make those like uh, Jordan Peele type movies, just are not getting funding or opportunity or their ideas heard into big yeah. enough home. But I do think that's probably one of the reasons because you see that there's always there's so many like straight to TV or straight to BT like movies that are solid like feature long movies or whatever. But but no, you know. I remember. Um, so I, I I feel like at a point they were just like writing movies for white people and casting black people in them. So like about last mm-hmm. night, which was a remake of a white person's movie, but they just kind of cast like. Who was it? Regina Hill, Regina Hall, Kevin Hart, Michael Ely, oh, and Joy yeah. Bryant. And they just kind of like threw them. And I was like, y'all didn't make this culturally relevant for black people at all. Y'all just put four black people in here. And it was I another think that movie. Was the same thing they did with uh, that Taraji movie. Um, what a Woman Wants or whatever was a remake that one, of the Mel Gibson movie. That one, when they, oh yeah, What Women Want. Um, that When the Bow Breaks, that that uh, horror movie about what oh, more chestnut. Yes. That was, bro, I was like, this is a movie for white people that y'all just put three black people in. I was like, this is a Lifetime movie. And y'all were just like, oh, well, like, we can't say, y'all can't say we don't, like, believe in representation. And I was like, yep. no black people would ever behave like this. Like, Romney Malco was, like, in this dramatic role. It was so strange. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it almost seemed like they was trying to set up a sequel. Like I don't like fuck spoilers. That movie's old, but like they were like remakes. What's up? Not to cut you off, but no, it just. Cool. What about how do you feel about the Boondocks remake? 
Or I heard I heard Aaron's in. That's all I care about. As long as Aaron's writing the scripts, I'm cool. The the, yeah, the writing was bad. It wasn't the animation. It was the writing that sucked. So yeah, totally. I mean, the animation yeah. becomes automated after so long. But yeah, I agree. It's, if he's in like with the writing and production, then I'm in. Right. And that's what it is for me with a lot of the quote-unquote remakes and stuff like that. If you can have, and I know for some remakes and stuff, maybe the original writers aren't still alive or just aren't interested. Maybe they want a bigger bag than what you're doing. Whatever the case is. But that's my thing. When you move to like these, so many new people are doing the writing for these remakes, but you think just because you bring back the same actors or maybe two of the actors and actresses or whatever the case is that you're used to go, that's the boom because now you're going so far away. Like you're doing a remake, but you're trying to add some new cultural relevance, which is cool, but it's just not entertaining. Like, yeah. Even to an extent, everybody here, everybody knows that Will Smith is my favorite actor. But to an extent, I'm I'm on the fence now about a Bad Boys Three. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna probably enjoy it. But I'm also like, you and Martin gave me probably one of my favorite movies of all time, like 15 years ago. Do I really I'm, see now? I'm actually excited for this movie, bro. Because like, if I would have wrote, I mean, I have no idea what the script is. I just no, no idea, no idea. So I'm imagining them doing this thing where like, so Martin's fat now. And like he's at, he's doing a desk job because he can't be out on the street, and so like some like dope shit come up and like Mike need a partner again. Yeah. And like he's like, yo, I need you. And Martin's literally like, I can't, bro. Like I'm fat. Like, I, right. I but he gets he falls anyway. Yeah. 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 I imagine him bringing him out of retirement and like like I, yeah. I have an idea like you like where one of them isn't fully in on it anymore. But it's like, yes, I get it. Like, of course, I know I'm going to enjoy the movie. And I'm going to go watch. They're going to get my money. But I just like, so many things have been so far few in between that it's like, I just don't have the desire. Like, I can't get behind it as much anymore. No, yeah. I'm trash because I, I never remember Martin's name on Bad Boys. I always know Mike Lowry because his last name is Lowry. But I never Exactly. Know. That's actually a very good trivia thing because right now I actually can't remember why you I, t- I never know Martin's character's name Marcus. on Bad Boys. Marcus, 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 Marcus. And I don't even remember what his last name was. I don't either. Um, so, okay. So this is like relevant, not relevant. Um, on the top of your head, I know I've had this conversation with so many people recently, but on the top of your head, who is your Mount Rushmore, which is four people, of black entertainers of all time? Eddie Murphy was your prior entertainer. I'm saying you went two comedians off bill. Eddie's in mine, but I got to think about the other ones. So Eddie, I'm being Richard Pryor. Eddie, Eddie, Mike, and Ali are my like three of mine, and I'll probably go Whitney for four. Cool, because I yeah, he wrapped up quick. Uh, I, I mean, Eddie I said four. Will. You know what I'm saying? I can't not put Ali, and I'm putting Jordan in mine. So that's two right there. That's five. You know, I no, said I said no, no, it's not. Yeah, no, he said he. You, you said thought Whitney? he was Mike Jackson, but he said Mike. He was talking about Mike Jordan. Yeah, I said oh, Mike, okay. Michael Jordan, Ali, Whitney Houston, uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I said Eddie Murphy, um, Will Smith, Ice Cube, and... Ice Cube? Yes, producer, basketball league, you know, creator, founder, rapper, um, actor. Michael Jackson? Um, so the crazy part... No R. Kelly? Uh, so the crazy part... <laughs> he can't even read. I had Wiggy as an honorable mention before, and I had Beyonce as an honorable mention before. Yeah, I think Beyonce is going to um, definitely make mine. Um, I feel like did y'all do something? Did y'all Jamie Fox in mind too? Though I won't lie, Ken, y'all, y'all did something y'all showed the other day, right? Yep, I feel so, like so, so I've done this probably like thirty times over the last like two months. But yes, we did this on the show as well. No, nah, because I feel like I wanted to text you in the moment and be like somebody shot on uh, Beyonce and I wasn't here for this. So in the moment, somebody y'all y'all was discussing Beyonce and, and not 
great terms. And I was like, this is it. So what we were doing is, so yes, so me and Carter had talked about it on shows before, but Jam had just, Jam wasn't there, so Jam had heard. Jam said Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. And oh, yeah, right, right, right. So I was like, that's cool and all, but if we really want to be honest, I said something that we got, somebody had brought up Whitney, and I was like, we really want to be real, Whitney would go there before Beyonce to me, and that's not shade to Beyonce, that's just me saying like, because I think Jam had said something, not bad, but he said like, no to Whitney, and I'm like, Whitney would go there before Beyonce to me, if you want to be 100% honest. I mean, the problem with that argument increasingly now is like, Whitney had, I'm only putting Whitney there because I think she has a better voice than Beyonce, but if we go going strictly entertainment. Yeah, if you go going strictly based on talent, obviously Whitney wins that. Like, yeah, I actually think Whitney wins but, it, but I'm saying that's the thing, because Whitney even has a great acting role. Like, if you think of some of the movies... Yeah, movies, true that. She's, she's definitely a better actor than Beyonce. Way better. Like, that's body, relative, though, because I'm not going to pretend like Whitney Houston was a good actress, neither. Like, she was but Beyonce Whitney Houston. Terrible. But no, okay. but here's the th- here's wait, the thing wait, though. You, okay, actually, let me let me, let me let me let me uh, let me let me Do make that. this point real quick. I just actually I th- I tweeted this the other day too. So actually, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Whitney out. I'm gonna take my bias out of this. I'm gonna put Beyonce there because okay. it's almost like the Jordan LeBron debate at this point. Like, did Jordan have did Jordan had more high level years than LeBron? Yes, but at this point, LeBron is gonna win out on on overall career, bro. Beyonce been around for 22 years now. Whitney had like. A fourteen. Whitney had a fourteen-year peak, at which, and the last like four years of her peak, she started doing heavy drugs, and then after that, she lost yeah. her voice. So I feel like I don't know. It's a lot of nostalgia, but I do feel like Whitney Houston's yeah. still alive, but she wouldn't even be in anybody's. It's this weird yeah. thing, bro. I kept reading. And this is tangential. I'll let y'all talk after this. But I kept seeing these like top fifty rappers list, and niggas hate Kanye now, so he wasn't on nobody's list. And I was like, Kanye West not a top fifty rapper all the time. Kanye West not a top fifteen rapper all the time. Like y'all niggas are smoking dope because he's like insane now. Like come on, guys, just be unbiased about it. And like in a lot of ways, it's like I it's think so yeah, it's tough to be because it's these your favorites, but it's like. If this is an objective list, who had to, who had the better career and better a lot of times deals with like who didn't give their career away because of crack cocaine? I don't know. Yeah, I do like your comparison <laughs> to Jordan and Michael. That makes sense. Like that, I remember the, the Jordan, excuse me, and LeBron. That makes sense. So like, I I get what you mean by that. So my thing wasn't necessarily talking down on Beyonce you're doing the comparison. I think it just came up. So, uh, but the one thing that I did want to ask, and so this is something I literally was talking to somebody like two days ago, and I'll let you know that. I'm not passionate enough to die on this hill, but I feel very strongly about it. You won't change my mind. But you mentioned that we're not going to act like uh, Whitney Houston is like a good actress. I'm okay with you saying that. Can we then bring up that Halle Berry has honestly not been the very best actress? Would you yeah. Because I really think that we don't have that conversation enough where we're like, Halle actually haven't had the greatest, like, career and string of movies and we and that's not even me just like focusing on like Catwoman and stuff like I'm thinking about stuff no you yeah you opening uh you opening the door that I always been hesitant to open because like niggas love Halle Berry but she won an Oscar that's the problem so it's kind of hard niggas act like she Meryl Streep not because she won one Oscar black women don't win Oscars though and she's the one that won it and so it's kind of like they don't but she ain't that one Bruh. If we being real, Viola Davis is, I mean, it's plenty of No, 100%. Like, I, I, no, I, I agree with that 100%. But when white people validate you, then like the world kind of has to accept you yeah. as, a, as it, like a good actor. It's, it's similar to what you guys are talking about with The Rock. Like, I mean, he won't win any, you know, like you said, any Oscar or nothing, but he's definitely entertaining. And so yeah, she I feel cool like we've been Halle Berry. But she, she like, so, she's not good at picking scripts either. 
But now here's the thing, bro. Like bro, I remember last six movies have been about getting uh, like losing a kid or getting seriously, like, I don't or getting know how you kidnapped or whatever. Like yeah. nobody want to keep seeing that. I've been I've been watching Halle Berry movie in forever because I, I like I said I'm with Keenan. I don't know if she's a good actress, and I don't want to have to judge it because I don't want to have to like really be a critic of her. Because I I always go back to her delivering that love should have brought your ass home last night line and boomerang and how bad it was. That is really what I I love boomerang. I love that movie, but she is. Actually, like she brings that movie down several notches. It is actually kind of painful to watch, but otherwise, no. I was literally just watching Why Do Fools Fall in Love the other day, and I was cringing watching her. And I and that movie genuinely made me laugh. And I was like, Why do we keep letting Hallie do this? Wasn't she Dorothy Dandridge in that Dorothy Dandridge series? I feel like that was. Yes, I think so. I don't remember it much, but I do think so. She was because I did Dorothy Dandridge for my fifth grade. uh, Okay, Harlem Renaissance. I remember that project. I was Duke Ellington. Hey, that man. was one of the best school projects ever. Yeah, that was hype. We all had to like perform though. That shit made me, had me real nervous. Uh, I was super, like, oh. super. All right, so boom. My cousin Micah and my homegirl Aisha own and operate the Detroit Riot, a vintage to modern thrift store for those who want to stand out and make a statement. They just relaunched their website and it is pretty fly, y'all. I'm actually looking at it right now on my phone as I'm talking and I like it a lot. I might. Jack, some of these design elements for what's too. Some of y'all didn't hear me say that though. Um, they've actually used my ugly mug to model before, so actually, big shout out to them for that. And um, if you haven't been to one of their pop ups before and you're in the Detroit area, make sure you follow them on Instagram at the Detroit Riot, uh, all one word. And um, make sure you pay attention for details for those. But even if you're not in the Detroit area, go on their website, thedetroitriot.com, and see all their new gear and their statement pieces they're dropping. They used to drop monthly collections, but with um, the site relaunch and everything, it might be a little bit more frequent. So tap in, be alert, all that good stuff. That's on Instagram at the Detroit Riot and on their website, thedetroitriot.com. One more time, thedetroitriot.com. Um, I don't have, I mean, me and Ryan already did the, I don't really want to talk about Nipsey no more. I really don't want to talk about Mac neither. I want. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Still sad. Yeah. Updates. I'm cool with leaving that mid-year part out. Right. Um, we kind of like talked about music-ish because we talked about the albums of the decade project uh, running now on uh, what's through some radio. Yes. Yeah, go check those out. There. Go, go check those, those out. out for sure. Um, Millennium tour. I just kind of wanted to like bring up that I went. Oh, I uh, went. We could talk about. It. I for sure went to that. Oh, you went. Yes, sir. How how was uh, your so? Did you go to the city when you went somewhere else? I went to Detroit. Yeah, I went to the city. So I heard they like, um, I mean, so my experience because it was kind of similar. Like they, yeah, Lloyd. So they they stopped our concert, kind of like a third of the way through because they said like the um, stuff needed to cool down on the stage. Never heard that Uh shit a day in my life. Right. that was like a 45 minute delay. And then Lloyd comes out and performs for literally like 10 minutes. And is like, yeah, that's my time. And gets off stage. And I'm like, nigga, you did three songs. Like, are you serious? And then brought out the dude who do like sexy lady. Mm-hmm. He brought him out. And I was uh-huh. like, how you gonna have a guest and cut your own set short? Nigga, like, what? Okay. So after that, Ying Yang Twins came out. They was probably like my favorite act of the night. Them niggas lost their mind. And then, um... There was like another long fucking. It was like a two hour delay, and where like the dude was like walking through the crowd, like the host was walking through the crowd, oh, and giving yes. people the mic. Yep, we and had everybody too. saying "Halo" by Beyonce, bro. I like literally seven bitches sang that song. I was like, <laughs> is this like the black woman anthem right now? Like I don't quite get it. And then 
It was Mario, and then it was B2K, and B2K was cool. But that's I felt like I waited four hours to see the niggas I really wanted to see. Like, it was really, it was, I don't know. I had a good time, though, for what it's worth. Okay. The, I will say, to your point, though, the dude that's walking around like the host, I actually like the, the having the people, like, seeing stuff, only because, like, as, at a point, you kind of get tired of, like, them turning on the radio or, like, whoever the kind of house DJ is for the night, like, just playing, like, random, like, mixes for the 15 minutes between sets. Um, so I kind of did like that. That was just kind of cool to keep the crowd involved instead of everybody running to the bathroom, per se. <laughs> uh, so I didn't mind that. But I mean, yeah. was there, like, a common song that everybody sang? Like, it was just really weird to me that, like, so no, everybody we, sang I'm, Halo. Like, everybody was singing Halo. We actually didn't have a common song. That, that was going to be another reason why I probably didn't mind it, because, like, everybody sang something different, you know, that, that actually sang. Of course, a few people kind of were weak. There were a few songs that, of course, we all sing along to. Um, I guess it was interesting to me because I genuinely, 20 minutes before the concert started, no, yeah, 20 minutes before the concert started, decided to go. So I called up. <laughs> I called up Christina and was like, hey, man, you still trying to go to the concert? She like, yeah. I'm like, well, pull up. Bet. She happened to be out of her parents' crib. I was still kind of already downtown, so I waited for her. So we got in there a little late. I said to say, would it be a real last minute? Of course, there was no, like, pregame or anything for it, but I was still kind of hyped about it. Um, I genuinely only went for Pretty Ricky. Me and Clint. Oh, yeah, Pretty Ricky. Shout out to Pretty Ricky. Uh, yeah, so, because I'll be honest, I only know two uh uh, not bada boom. What's their name? Son? What's their name? Bada boom. Bada boom. B two K. That's a dirty, that's a dirty secret about B two K though. Real shit is they only really got like seven songs, and yep. R Kelly wrote four of them. So it's like I don't really know what yep. to do with these niggas. No. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I was sad that I only got to see like the last song from Chingy. I think I got in there literally like on him when he was doing his last song, song and a half, and I was kind of salty about that. Everybody was cool. I actually left before the B2K. Like, when B2K first got on, I think I listened to, like, two or three songs and walked out. So, I'd be proud. Um, you yeah, know, I really didn't. I was never there for them in general. But uh, I say to say, I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I, I got myself the day off. I only paid $50 for tickets because I don't think it was worth the, like, hundreds and two hundreds. Yeah, me and Donovan paid way too much money for our tickets. Way too much yeah, money. But it was, um, it, it was for show solid. I imagine that that's what the screen tour was like back in the day. The only person they were missing was Chris Brown or Bow Wow. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of perplexed that Bow Wow didn't need the money. Like, yeah, he, he did. He needed the money, but he thought he should have been the headliner, I'm sure. And that's probably why they didn't. They was like, no. Yeah, that. pretty much. He definitely was like, I'm going on last. And B2K was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And he was like, yeah. He was like, well, no more need to talk. And I'm, I was like, okay. So, yeah, no, it was solid for sure. I. I think it was worth it. Like, I know that they all needed money. That's why they did it. But I think it was solid for sure. I actually forgot how many Mario songs I knew. Like, I, I yeah, knew, like, that's true. I didn't remember that he had that many songs I like. I was kind of, so they brought Chingy back out during Ying Yang Twin set. And me and Donovan yeah. just kind of hypothesized that it was because not enough niggas saw Chingy. They was yep. like, we'll let you come out and do right third for the crowd. But, that's what he did. Yep, he did do that. Because I also um, thought that it was going to be in a different order. And that's possibly because I forgot how many songs Mario had. But I thought that it would be in a different order where Chingy would have kind of been like in that mix of kind of getting everybody started together. Or like, you know. Wait, so when, when did Mario go in the Detroit show? Did he go before B2K? Or? He sure did. He went right before B2K. Because okay. I actually thought that it was going to be Pretty Ricky, then B2K. But it was uh, Mario and B2K. Yeah, now Mario went before B2K uh, in Baltimore, too, but he from Baltimore, so I just kind of assumed that that's yeah, why they gave no, him that spot. They kept that. I was also surprised because I don't know if they, for you guys, they kept saying for a while that I guess Chingy wasn't going to every show or something like that, so I was going to be pissed if Chingy wasn't at our show. No, I was pissed that, I mean, I was there for, 
I like Shingy enough. Bobby V did his thing funny enough. Um, who else? Uh, Pretty Ricky, because Pretty Ricky, my niggas. Um, B2K. Lloyd, I wanted, I was there oh, to hear yeah. Lloyd. Lloyd. And Lloyd. the fact that Lloyd really didn't do anything, I was like, nigga, you are really like reason, like number two, I'm here. Like, it's, it's between you and Pretty Ricky for the number two reason I'm here. And the fact that you really gave me, like, not even all your singles. You can do all your singles, dog. He really did, like, um, Southside and Lay It Down and his and his newest song and that was it and i was like what nigga what so. yeah you right he didn't do much i actually think we missed his but when i looked at the time and somebody next to me said they started late anyway i was like oh that nigga couldn't have been on stage too long then whatever yeah i mean i had a good time i would like i didn't i didn't get to go to screen tour when i was a kid so that was kind of like why well, i was looking forward to it too and it it was an adult screen tour i was really uh, looking no, at like no, damn no. it's crazy that like it's a bunch of adults in here, like dancing to B2K. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a few songs where I was like, yo, this, I feel like it's 2005 all over again. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty Ricky. Um, yeah, all of like, I was like, if we weren't in the stadium, I might be trying to groundwork right now. Like, you know? I, I really felt like I was back in the state fair. I miss groundworking. I, I, I never was any good at it, but it was That's funny cool. watching. It was, my favorite part about groundworking was like watching niggas do it. And then I, I, I never knew if like, the girls ever want, I mean, this is like, it speaks to a few different things, but like, so the, the nigga would groundwork on the girl, and then the girl almost had an obligation would then like give a like lap dance back. Yes. And I was like, I don't, you don't look like you're very happy to be doing this, but you also didn't turn down getting groundwork though, so I guess you feel like you got it. Right. It's really because a dude chose, and now you like, this is like back before people was really like turning people down with such confidence. It was like, I guess I got to. It's but uh, yeah, I was a groundworking dude because I couldn't hit bro, and so I wasn't really about to be out there trying and put my shirt in my mouth every seven seconds. Shout out James Canty because he did both. Bro, James Canty was a dancing ass person when we were kids, bro. Shout out my nigga Canty. Uh, all right, yeah, we've been. I'm, I'm gonna let niggas go in a second. Um, what else, Rhonda? What you think about Katie to Brooklyn? I know you don't watch basketball no more, so you might not care. But I don't watch basketball. You right? I don't watch no sports really. I mean, you you but. you you are OG Thunder buddy along with me. You got you hopped off the bandwagon before I did wisely because Russell because Russell blew it up single handedly. We just didn't but you know what? So I'm not a. Uh, I've always been just a KD bandwagon. So wherever he at, I'm at. That's it. Okay. Always That's been like that. So no, I was I was a Thunder fan. I ain't gonna pretend like I wasn't. And so Oh, I was too. I wish he was I mean I still wish he was there, but you know. But I still wish James was there. I'm so, that, that, that's, that's where my head is. I wish James was there. I was I wish all three of them were still there. I wish Serge yeah, was still yeah, there. Exactly. I wish, I wish today, Jeff Green was there. No, in today's NBA I do wish that they were still there because that'd have been a solid little big three. Yeah. I also don't know if they went in the championship. I know how crazy that sounds, but hear me out on what. Hear me out. They got Durant and Harden, bro. Harden, bro, I've told, this is like my new hill, and like it's kind of hard to prove because it's not true necessarily. But James was always better than Russ. I think we just liked Russ because he played so hard. But he was never I better agree than with you. James. James Harden is more disciplined as a player. Yeah. I don't... You know, I you don't sound like, yeah, you don't seem like you agree, and that's fine. But I, Jay was always better than that nigga. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying he's disciplined. Or... He's just more yeah. disciplined than... Yeah, what? I don't get it. I guess I just don't. Mar- Those are the three kind of players I just don't see 
being able to win a ship playing together, that doesn't mean that their talent level isn't there. I'm not trying to be disrespectful in that way. I just don't know if their like actual ability to play together was there. Because yes, I understand that they, they made the, the finals. What you mean? No, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Here's my statement. I know that the team. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember. They went. They played one more year together after the finals, right before they. No, they traded. They traded James that all season, bro. Okay, got you. I guess my thing with that is I don't know how much more growth James had in him in Oklahoma City. So that's not me saying that they all wouldn't have been great together, 60, 70 wins. I just don't know how much more that he would have been able to. He would have been able to grow being in OKC. I agree with that. That's really why I just don't see the man to win a ring. Then, like, I do think that talent would have helped. Like, they probably would have played the Heat in the next two or three finals, though. Like, I it's think, earth, but so I also I, don't know. I'm gonna push back, and this is all hypothetical, obviously. Right. Both, both of our scenarios, but like, I think huh? James, I think James is on that Olympic team that went in 2012. I think I'm pretty sure he made the Olympic. He was, team. yeah, he was on a, on on one of the USA teams, yes. So. I'm just so – I mean, this is kind of a theory that I – I mean, I, I reference Simmons all the time, but, like, he always talks about how players who – who how, like, the most elite players uh-huh. who play – who go to, like, USA basketball camp or for, like, for the World Cup and the Olympics, they always come back better. And so my theory with James is, like, I think he went down there and was probably like, oh, I'm as cold as all of these niggas. Like, I'm literally – that I'm so I'm so cold. I'm so cold, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like it would have got back to training camp, and he'd have like looked at James and uh, I mean looked at Kevin and Russ and been like, "I'm not y'all little brother, bro. I'm actually really nice, and we can coalesce because we all fuck." I they was always brothers, bro. I feel like James never wanted to get traded. James wanted his check, and I feel like yeah. they were all 23, 24. They looked at each other and been like. We so cold, and we still, like, not even as cold as we can be yet. Let's figure this out together. I just don't know if that would happen, dog. Why? Because of Russ? Russ, was, Russ, ain't had yeah. no cl- Russ ain't had no pull back then, bro. You mean to tell me if Kevin... But I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying, if you mean to tell me if Kevin and James didn't sit, down, sit him down at the age of 23 and was like, we can do something special, you just got to chill the fuck out a little bit. I he would have been like... See it, bro. I just don't genuinely don't see it. It's, it's honestly not even just a rust thing, to be real with you. It's, it's, all, it's like three people. Because I also think that we overlook sometimes with that team. And again, the big three had just been constructed the way it had been constructed. So that was also still a new notion, like in terms of like people doing that that way. And yes, these guys are already on the same team. But in terms of everybody wanting to get that check... Those guys were young. Like, they weren't, like, like you said, James wanted that check. So, in his mind, he wasn't ready to take a pay cut at 20. Like, you take that pay cut when you got, like, that second check coming when you know, like, you've already got it. You know, you're good to go. But he had just won six man of the year in his third year. Like, he was clearly about to be one of the coldest niggas in the league. I'm not mad at the brother for trying to get paid. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. They all would have coexisted. But, no, that's the team being cheap, bro. They could have paid that nigga. James Harden didn't make, like, an unreasonable request. What happened was they paid Surge before him, and then we're like, "Oh, we don't have any more money." You got Surge there. You still had at the time. I think they were who did they? They were. It wasn't Robertson. Who's the other guy? It was Cephalosha. That was they still wanted to play to try try to keep uh, James on the six man. They were playing. um, Well, no, that that was the thing too. Was James couldn't have been the six man that next year, bro? He was gonna have to be their starting two guard. Which is like, how do you do that? Because then you no longer have any type like. At that time, I just don't think it would have worked for them the same way that it was working for the Heat. That's they all. Was, they was, they was, bro. They they made the finals and Kevin Durant was twenty four years old. They would have been fine. Like that's all I'm saying. In the West, okay. they went through the West and Kevin Durant was twenty four. They would have figured that shit out. I, I just firmly believe it. Cause I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Russell 
to me and Donovan talk about Russ all the time, right? And my thing with Russ has always been, you, Russ always seemed like Russ to me seemed like the type of nigga like you teach him how to treat you. And so, mm. his first two coaches weren't like. His first coach was PJ, I think, and then his second coach was Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks was there to like be his buddy. That nigga wasn't there to coach Damn. him. That nigga Scotty Brooks is a terrible coach. He, he, I'm still upset with his years in Washington, bro. I don't think he was a terrible. Like he made the finals, bro. I don't think he's a terrible coach. I think that like he's a certain type of coach. And the point at which you expect him to like convince Russell Westbrook to not be a ball hog after you've let him be a ball hog up to now. It's like, I, I feel like James, I feel like James would have mitigated against that. Like Russell wasn't, Russell was a force of nature. He wasn't a ball hog. And it really did seem like when the three of them were on the court together, he was the one that like facilitated both of their offense. Like Russell didn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time when James was out there and James didn't feel compelled to shoot. James would have became a better like offensive player. And we need to move on this turn to a way much longer uh, yeah. thunder, thunder conversation I want to talk that I want to have, but I just I don't know, man. Like th- that thirty for thirty is going to make me shed a few tears because I'm sick, dog. They should have won like eight titles, man. I would I would that's the, that is the what if that will always blow my mind. The Thunder were cheap and they didn't want to pay that nigga, and we, we would have found out the next year if it could have worked or not. But they just decided yeah. arbitrarily that, was, that we can't pay him, and it's like what I don't know. That's wild. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's like you said, it's, it's hindsight we're looking at. So that's interesting. I just saw, okay, this is my last sport comment. I just saw some photo across the timeline from one of those people that's supposed to be like, I guess, a sports guru um, that says, I'll bet anyone um, Andrew Wiggins averages more points, rebounds, and assists this year than uh, Jason Tatum. And I want to bet that man everything that I have because he's crazy if he believes that. I don't know, and I also particularly don't care. And like, Andrew Wiggins, like, I feel like people have done this thing where Andrew Wiggins where like he's become the worst number one pick of all time and I'm like he scores 25 a night no he's not and so I don't know like if you, like this is where analytics pisses me off it's because it's like am I doubting that Andrew Wiggins is a, is a is a minus player no like I'm sure that like he could like try harder I'm sure that's like a lot of the the, the issue with him is effort but it's also like Anytime I'm watching Sports Center, he's at the bottom of the ticker with like his points and rebounds. So I don't. Yeah. There, there is clearly some sort of like misalignment between like what people are expecting from Andrew Wiggins and what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. Because it's like yeah, I watch him get buckets. But I, he's like he's not trash. But I think the potential that so many people saw in him because of raw athletic ability is why I think people are hard on him. Because I, I want you to know, I 100 agree with you. When people say trash, I'm like, let's not, like, get too crazy. Like, because he's not even, like, a stat-stuffing guy, but he's still, like, he plays well. I don't think he developed the way that we would like for him to so quickly, but that doesn't make him trash. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's literally where I'm at. So, like, I don't know. I guess Minnesota, like, Minnesota's disappointing because they're supposed to have these two elite young prospects who have, they haven't done anything with. I really thought when they signed Tibbs that they were going to be the next Thunder. When they, yeah, when they signed Tibbs to be the coach, they were going to be the next Thunder. No, I need that, I knew yeah, that prediction. I haven't had faith in Tibbs since I realized that he was literally running that Chicago. Like that Chicago team really went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then literally, like I mean, granted injuries and things like that, but like that team literally was like was done for. Like everybody's body was shut down. I'm like, eh, never mind. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at this 2012 roster, this 2012 US roster. I mean. Real quick, me and you, Keenan, real quick. Uh, who's playing for this year's team? I feel like we're going to win the gold. It's going to be like this moment of like these scrappy underdogs winning the gold. But 
I'm not impressed by nobody on this team, bro. I love De'Aaron just because I think he cold, but like, I'm literally that's literally the only person I had I was gonna mention because as much as we've talked about Donovan Mitchell in different capacities over time, I don't believe in that nigga, and I feel like a hater because everybody else is seeing the vision, and I'm just like, he's a six four two guard. Like, what am I supposed to believe? Like, he's not gonna have Boeing forever. Yeah, I don't know. He's definitely like. I don't even want to call him a poor man's Allen Iverson because that's still not the right way to, to categorize him. But he's a nigga that he's in Utah, so that's another reason why he's going to be hyped the way he is. Because he's not in the big market. He's probably the most recent star, for lack of a better term, that they've had besides like Darren Williams and stuff. So yeah, Darren Fox is probably the most exciting nigga on the team. Him and Jason Tatum. But the fact that, and I say this as respectfully as I can, because he is an NBA player, so obviously he's good. But the fact that like Bam Ayabayu is like one of the biggest. Nate, like, is, is a big man on that Oh, he, he got cut. Oh, he got cut? Yeah, he got cut the other day. I, I saw, like, some highlights the other day on Bleacher Report, like, them all playing, like, king of the court or whatever. And I'm like, the fact that Bam Ayabayu was out here, like, actually actively scoring and playing the 5 on 5 game, because really the best player on the team right now might be Kimba Walker. And that's what I'll be looking at the entire roster, but it could be Kimba Walker. No, I, I mean, everybody's saying Kimba's going to be the captain. I've been hearing Donovan Mitchell is doing his thing. I've been hearing about De'Aaron. Um... That's, that's it. Like, I honestly don't know anybody from the team but those three people. I mean, you told me that Ben got cut. I didn't even know that. You, apparently, Jason Tatum is supposed to be oh, out too. there going crazy. Chris Middleton is out, is out is on the team for, like, buckets. I like Middleton. You know I like Middleton, but nah. I'm just kind of like so – I, so, I was listening to uh, – well, Brian Windhorst was on Simmons' podcast today, and they were discussing uh, practices. And um, they were saying that Jalen Brown's also on the team. And he's been getting a lot of tick at the four. And Windhorse was saying that that's kind of – he's seen that as an indictment on Kuz. And I'm just kind of like, I love Kuz. But I really do feel like him being in L.A. has, like, boosted his profile in the way that playing in no other city would. Because, like, Kyle Kuzma is not – he's good. But, like, come yeah. on, man. Like, we do this thing where, like, I really think we want Kyle Kuzma to, like – Be better than what he is. Yeah, be better than what he is. And he's not that. Like, he's just a good basketball player. And I also – I feel like doubly a hater because he's from, he from the area. But, like – I don't know. Like he's Kyle Kuzma. Like, like what is what are we looking for? He's not gonna be like the third best player on the Lakers next year. But I think when you hear Kyle Kuzma's name now, you just think of him as like this cold young player on the Lakers, and that's what the Lakers brand does for you, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with you because even when they were talking like doing the trade and everything for AD, and they were so hell bent on keeping him. Like, don't get me wrong, I know you got to keep somebody, but I was like. Even though I'm one of the few people that's not 100 percent sold on Brandon Ingram, I'm also not like equally as sold on Kuzma so I'm like I feel like either one you could have kept but I guess maybe they feel like it's harder to replace a guy like Kuzma who can play potentially the three through the five if you're trying to do a small lineup like if you have Brian in there or whatever and it's like just him and Brian manning the you know the front court I guess before they had AD or whatever the case was I, so I guess I like, get it. You also figure if you take him out early enough, you can stagger him and AD uh, you know a little bit more so I, I don't know your real thought process but I don't know. I'm not sold on his, his actual game. I don't know. He gets buckets, but that's about it. And I think we get tantalized by that. Like I said, like, I mean, this is kind of the ticker test, too. The same thing I said with Wiggins. Again, I don't watch us. He gets buckets. This, that shit happens with Kuzma a lot, too. But I feel like I see a lot of Kuzma's high streaks where, like, I look up and he got 35. And I'm like, Kyle Kuzma, what, what, what? I don't know, like, he – but his scoring streaks are, like, very – it do seem, like, very intentional where, like, he knows he's hot. 
And he's like, fuck an A button right now. Like, I'm I'm getting buckets. Like, he, he's literally a nigga from Flint. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> he's like, oh, we back we back in the hood. You know what I'm saying? With the same tattoo, terrible tattoos. I'm joking. Um, Bro, you're going to get attacked. Ah, I'm not around, so you, you might get it. One more break to plug Let's Talk Bruh, a podcast on black masculinity. Uh, shout out to friends of the project, Jeremy Hurt and Kira Shad Mack. Those are my dogs. Um, the show is actually heading into a new season of sorts after a massively successful first year. And I want to say like 53 or 54 episodes in. Um, their podcast alone has done an incredible job pushing forward the national conversation on essentially what our blind spots are as black men and how we can mitigate those, if not eradicate them altogether. So I cannot endorse the show highly enough. Um, I've been trying to like get all the black men I know hip to it. Um, black men listening to the show that haven't been listening to it yet, tap in as soon as you get done with this episode. Black woman, if you know a black man who could use that conversation, um, get them hip to it, listen to it yourself. It's a really great show. And I'm really excited to see um, in this year transition how they keep pushing the conversation forward. So yeah, one more time. Let's Talk Bruh, a podcast on black masculinity available on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you stream your podcast. Okay, um, yeah, let's wrap up because we've been talking way too long. I, I, miscellaneous, I have uh, impressions on the Democratic candidates. I don't really want to talk about them niggas, though. I'm voting for Liz. I hope y'all join me, but if y'all don't, that's also fine because I don't really care. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I only really got like like two people that I even pay attention to. Of course, I know like a bunch of them, but I, I, there's only a few that I paid attention to. I also, okay, so we don't have to talk about the actual candidates, but I do want to give like 35 seconds. To like the cringeworthy like comments that are just that oh. that like Cory Booker just keeps giving us like Cory Booker has given us at least three like cringeworthy like somebody got to this like out of here. No, bro, see, but here's the thing, bro. Like, uh, come on, no, man. Come no, to that to that point, to that point though, I got an email. I don't know how it up on Kamala's uh, email list except for I probably signed up for it. But <laughs> I got an email the night after the first debate when she, I guess she won when she went after Joe real hard. And the first line was Kamala Slade in last night's debate. And I was like, she did her what now? Excuse me? <laughs> like, and you uh, can tell me the sports. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I genuinely, I'm one of the, probably the few people in the world. Right on your face right now is great. Yeah. Like, like, I'm in the minority of people that, like, appreciate when, like, when people are tr- not trying to be youthful, like, are being relevant and, like, young people are having opportunity to be, like, and they're like, like, I'm very happy about that. But, like, you can tell when it's just, like, that's not natural for you. Like, you can tell yeah. the person that wrote that email to you, just for this example, was a white lady. That was yeah. just for a white intern that's like, oh, the people say this now. Come on, I was black. Come on, I was black. Let's let Like, that to me is just not right. That, the whole trying to sell me on them being black. Like, I'm here for any and all niggas. Oh. But just make it authentic. Bro, you are dancing for the white men at this point. <laughs> Period. You're you tap dancing and I can't get with it. Now, Liz, like you said, she's speaking my language. So. Man, Liz just said something. I'm like, I want to give you eight years so you actually have the opportunity. Not four, but eight years. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing, bro. It's like, I mean, I, I went in presuming. I, I always wanted to give Liz a chance, but I came in just presuming I wasn't going to vote for anybody over the age of 65 because I'm ageist. And so... Yeah, Liz is fucking me up because she's 71. And if I give her eight years, she'll be 80 when she's done. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of presuming that, like, after the age of 72, hey, you're probably just going to start, like... They got RGB still up there, still kicking. She is going I to mean, die she, on she, that. I mean, she got to stick around. I, I think she wanted, She would have quit had Hillary won. But she has to stick around now because if she doesn't, then her seat will go to another lunatic. Man, yeah, that's so, true. Um, 
year. But yeah, man. I, ho- I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm talking to like so just as old people report or like the season senior citizen report. I talk to like my mom and Brenda about it sometimes, mm-hmm. and they're 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 so concerned about like who can beat this asshole. They're not even worried about like ideas. I'm not mad at that. I'm not either, but like. I, like, I was telling Brenda, like, right now is the time for you to vote your ideas, and then if your ideas just don't happen to, like, work out, then you vote for the nigga who can win, but, like, right, right now is the time where, like, you care about, like, everybody, what they're saying. You don't worry about who's gonna be Yeah, try your now. best to get that right person, and then right. let's worry about me this nigga. Like, he gonna beat himself, I feel like, but, you know, the white See, nigga out here. I'm, Did y'all watch, um, nah, The Great Hack so. on Netflix? No, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. The Great Hack, y'all need to watch that ASAP. No, I haven't yet. It's basically about how these think tank corporations mind fucked America in the bone for this nigga. Wasn't no Russians, wasn't no this. It was these think tank corporations mind fucked America into bone for Trump and mind fucked Brits into bone for Brexit. Hmm. But I always heard Brexit was like a goof anyway. Like I, It was the, like a guinea pig idea for the Trump situation. And but, nobody thought it would work. Yeah, no, that's my my perception of Brexit has always been, and this is like way left field. But my perception of Brexit has always been nobody thought. So I remember that joke on Delirious when um Eddie says something about white people to fuck around and like get real fucked up and vote for Jesse Jackson, and not think yeah. he'll win. That's what I. That's to me. That's what like Brexit was. Was like a bunch of people like didn't think Brexit was gonna win, so they voted for it, and then it won, and they were like, oh shit, like now we gotta do something about this. Similar so, to Trump. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Damn, it is the same shit. But it's more strategic than you think, I guess, is what mm-hmm. the great hack is about. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I can I told Rihanna to watch um well, I mean, this is like political drama or whatever, but the dude who founded Fox News, Showtime, did a like dramedy starring Russell Crowe based on his uh his mm. starting of Fox News. Yeah, it's, it's so it's infuriating because like his name is Roger Ailes. He's just like this like Super egotistic, man, almost egomaniacal. Not even almost. Like he thought he was goddamn near, and he yeah. just um, he was really like he. So I mean, his entire business plan from jump was like, which okay. he was right. He was right about. It's, so I mean, my my th- which is even a thesis. I'm sure, and I need to look th- look into this because I have so many things I want to research that I feel like I've already been researched. So I don't even like look into them. But <laughs> I feel like we do this thing where like we just believe because like the Republicans tell us. That the main that the mainstream media is liberal, we believe it, and it's not true. And the reason why I know it's not true is because they never push back against the assertion. They just kind of like, "You're right. We'll be nicer to you guys." And it's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, actually, Fox News is like uh, detrimental to the country, but for some reason, just the notion of like, we don't want to seem like we're shitting on Fox News, so we'll be nice to them and like treat them as an actual journalistic enterprise. It's like, no, they're no, not Fox actual journalists. But Roger Ailes' entire game plan was Republicans don't, well, actual conservatives don't feel like they have anywhere to go for news except for CNBC, which is trying actively to cater to liberals. So why don't we just actively tell them to come watch our, our, our channel? We're going to program directly to them and tell them exactly what they want to hear. That was the entire game plan for Fox News. He was like, let CNBC, I mean, he was like, let MSNBC and CNN fight out for the Democrats. We'll just take half of the country. And, it works too, it, it all the way end. down to their local, uh, to their local broadcast. Yep. That's why, yep. I like, I just feel really guilty. I, I talked to you and William about this in one of the early episodes, but like, I feel guilty watching Fox anything because I'm like, what, Fo- like, what, Rod- what Rupert Murdoch has done has cre- has built 
this little sandbox specifically for Republicans. So if you're watching, oh, yeah. if you watch Fox Warner News, movies. that's it. But I'm telling you, if you watch Fox News, you're probably watching Fox Sports One. You're probably watching yeah, that's all true. that shit. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Like, I, I don't even like. I I get mad at Whitlock sometimes, but I get it. It's like I know who watches your show, dog. Niggas who watch Fox News, like. Yeah, you of course you want to be cool. It's that nigga. He the leader. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. But yeah. So. Um. Yeah. R. I. P. Tony Morrison. Um, oh yes. R. I. P. D. R. I. P. All right. Paige is gonna be on Broadway. Shout out to. Whoa, we got famous friends, y'all. We got famous. real famous friends. Get with, with the team, ho. Man, for yeah. real, I be wanting people to let me touch the hem of the garment. You know, man, and she's still so yeah, regular, bro. She be posting on IG like she's not a celebrity, dog. Who? Paige. I'd be like, man, seriously, you know, you know seriously. What I'm like, come on, bro. So, like, I don't know. Me and William um, definitely want to get up there to see her. Maybe on a surprise tip, even just go yeah. up there. Like, we had a show. What up? I do want to uh, see. No, let me know. Um, when, when do it start? You know. I have no idea. I have to ask her. Yeah, that shit hype, man. Super duper. Yeah, I was. I happen because I happen to be. Oh, this is hype, dog! So I type in Paige Gilbert on, on uh, Google, and she got a whole little <laughs> Paige Gilbert actress born. We got her birth date and shit. This is hype. Hey. <laughs> Reaction is kind of funny. Just like the pure joy that you just got from that at one in the morning. Yeah, I do need to go to bed. That's the crazy part. I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, y'all got jobs. Don't y'all gotta go to nigga, work? Nigga, I have a full life job that I'm about to go to in the morning. So I'm yeah, gonna I, I, I see your I see your classroom coming. Plug your uh GoFundMe so niggas can send you some money for. Um... I don't have a GoFundMe, but I do have an Amazon wish list, and my cash okay. app is always open to the community. It's just, it's just it's just Rihanna, right? Just um dollar yeah, sign Rihanna. Dollar sign Rihanna. Yep. Um, drop me five dollars, two dollars. Dollar Tree is a teacher's dream. So if you got tree a dollar, 50, you know, yeah, dollar tree, tree, tree. Got, it will go to the to the kiddos. Have y'all had the Popeye chicken sandwich? Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, bro. Okay, this this, this, how, this how we gonna wrap up. up. Yeah, this, this I'm saying. This how we gonna wrap up. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> I had it today. After I had already actually just had a snack, I'm like, man, let me go get this. I want y'all to know I was in my homeboy car. We was going to wait till we got back to work, but we ended up getting stuck in traffic on 94. I took a bite of that, bro. I almost had him turn around. No, I almost picked the him first. He's like, bro, what you doing? I'm like, hey, you ain't going to want this, big fella. Let me handle this. You're not, you're not <laughs> going to want this. Bro, my friend is 6'5", 270 man. pounds, so he wanted it, of course. Bro, I was like, this sandwich... Is amazing, bro. Yeah, this, this, your, this your space partner or somebody else? Yes, yes, my boy Bill. Yep, 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 my space oh, partner. Yeah. Yep. So he, you know, he a big fella, bro. When I say that drink was so good, like that. Of course, it wasn't really crack sauce, but that sauce was just perfect. I got the spicy one too, so man, it was. No, it was not a hype up. So if you haven't tried it yet, they were not gassing this time. It was. Yeah, crazy. I've never seen Twitter like come through on something like that. Yeah, man, 100% agree. 100% right. That's why I tweeted today that, like, I'm just going to go ahead and believe that there's cocaine in the sandwiches. I'll, I'll be the one to put it out there. You Have niggas, you had it? No, but I'm kind of afraid to now because anything that gets universal acclaim like this has cocaine <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, now you want to talk about the nigga agenda. Popeye. You feel me? <laughs> is D. 
the curator. They know how, and they knew Wendy's was coming back with the spicy nuggets, so they said we gotta hit them with something. <laughs> no, literally, we was blessed with some chi- special chickens over the last few days. <laughs> like, the nigger agenda. That's what see, that, niggas be focused on the wrong things, bro. The nigger agenda is right before our eyes. Yeah, they could be. They could be doing something so maniacal, and we talk about a Popeye's chicken sandwich. The nigger agenda. Oh, it's real. It's real. It's so real. They know how to get us every time. <laughs> this reminds me of that Boondocks episode, the uh, fried chicken. Oh yeah, fluffy. Yeah. Um, all right. So last thing, I had one new new one new experience you've had this year, one new thing you've learned this year, and one new business you supported this year and want to give a shout out. <laughs> one. New, what was the first one you said? Uh, one new experience you've had this year. Um, one new experience I've had this year. Hmm. Tell niggas not prepared. Huh? That, yeah, that's a that's a steep one. What was the next one after that? <laughs> one, new th- one new thing you've learned this year. I don't have to tell my parents everything. Hmm. Okay. I'm a, it's different. I, I, I'm finding now that I'm older that it's different for men than it is for women. Not that I tell my parents absolutely everything, but like just regular shit. They don't need to know, yo, no. Okay. Day to day shit. All right. Not all the time. All right. You want to go ahead and finish one new business you want to give a shout out to? Did you support it? Uh, I do have a business, but I'm trying to keep play shit close to the chest. So I'll wow, say, niggas don't want to share the wealth. Oh, you want to? I can't. I can't. We working though. It's coming really soon. Tomorrow will be completely dedicated to it because I got some work to do. Mm-hmm. So just be on the lookout. But um, one new business I supported this year. I don't know. Oh God. Uh, um. Buying thing. Um. <laughs> Let me see. I um I've been supporting a a few more. I I, I know this is gonna sound lazy, guys. I just don't feel like getting up and going to my room. But I've been supporting a lot more uh like black owned beer companies, especially like the smaller ones that I'll see people like retweeting across the Twitter and stuff. It's uh actually funny. I was gonna probably like a, a week or two ago when I was thinking about. It, I was gonna like tweet out like you know everybody's been doing those threads now like this Y and Z thread and drop in your favorite selfie or you doing whatever you know whatever it is. I was going to have one similar or try to start with similar to like, you know, people's kind of like favorite or best natural hair products for like white people, but also including beers. I say to say I've uh, tried to take on a lot more uh, of like beer companies that are geared towards black people or people of color and stuff, um, either made by people that are black or that specifically are like uh, for people's hair, like black hairs, even our beer hairs. So, um, since I'm being lazy and not going to the back right now, I can't think of the name. Oh, one is, is noir, it's, it's new, something noir, but uh, it might be black noir. Um, and then another one is uh, shout out to my boy, Pete Pierre Company, though, Jameer. I always got him. So, I, that's why that's really the main thing I can think of. I'm sure I supported other new businesses like restaurants and stuff, but that's the main one I would probably point out. Uh, New experience this year, man. Um, you went to Cuba, dog. Went to Cuba, dog. I was just about to say, I went to Cuba, man. So that's no traveling ass. That should have been a real easy one for you. Bro, it, it should have been. And Cuba was for sure new for me. I'm trying to finesse Spain or uh, or Africa in there. So hopefully that'll be something new. 
too if I can uh, sell the right kidney or something. <laughs> um, and yeah, that is. I thought you asked the third question and I skipped over and I apologize. Um, just one new thing you've learned this year. In terms of learning, man, 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 man. There's probably a lot. I'll put it like, uh, I'm sure there's a lot. So I'm going to skip over some. I'm going to skip to something that is somebody actually most recently said to me that I've kind of always have known, but it's just when something major happens, you think about it. Boy, when black folk, like, I apologize to the white people that's going to listen to this. When black folk, like, really start interacting with white people or getting white married people or dating white people, they start doing white people shit. <laughs> that we don't have no business doing um and like because what else you gonna do you dating a white person yeah i get like i get it and y'all know me i'm even like i'm a nigga that like takes y'all and said hey if y'all don't hear from me in an hour and a half call my mama this is where she live at because i went skydiving like i'm a nigga that's been ziplining different like like y'all have seen me go to different places and not say like some adventures guy i say to say though that like black people get themselves into certain trouble sometimes um because they doing shit they already knew they had no business doing, but they start hanging out with white people kind of being in those situations. I know that that sounds really, like, dark or whatever, but sometimes I learned that, like, y'all just really got to kind of stay true to you. Like, and sometimes I think we losing that shit. Best example I got right now is by letting white people that we start messing with from school or whatever change that. Niggas, stop doing it. <laughs> that's, that's my feel. You got anything for us? Or are you going to get it to, you know, you going to make us listen to the whole podcast first and then you're going to see it on the edge of your No, I'm going to say mine now. I, I was, th- I was, I had to, um, the opportunity to think about mine while y'all was struggling through yours because, you know, <laughs> Thanks. that's how shit go. One new experience I had. I find, well, I got to watch Go State in Oakland against the Pistons. That shit was lit. That was like Dope. the first thing that came to my, my, my mind. That's when the Pistons was like, Still fake competing for the playoffs, and I was like, "Oh, this might be a competitive game because like the Pistons beat them in uh, Butter and Parm earlier the season." Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, this might actually be," and then no, it wasn't. But Kevin was doing this weird thing at the time where like he wasn't shooting the ball. I remember that game actually, <laughs> and I like I was close enough to the court. I I I, I actually got like decent tickets for a very good price, and I was kind of close enough to the court where like uh-huh. I was yelling directly at him. And, like, um, I'm assuming the people that were sitting around me, like, go to the games fairly regularly. So, they, they knew I wasn't, like, a regular. Yeah. So, one, so, one of the guys, like, looked up at me and was like, calm down. He just caught the pass. And I was like, Wayne Ellington is checking him. If he don't turn around and raise the fuck up, bro. Like, I didn't come all this way to watch him, like, pass the ball all goddamn good. <laughs> right. But then I spent the whole, like, I spent the second quarter walking around that whole goddamn arena looking for a Clay Thompson jersey that I could not find. So I ended up just getting this stuff jersey. It was, I had so much fun just, like, being in the arena. But I didn't watch but, like, maybe 35 minutes, minutes of the game. Yeah, I didn't see none of the game. You see, like a baseball game? <laughs> Basically. Um, but, yeah, Oakland was cool. I want to go back to – I, I kind of want to see Los Angeles now. I was always kind of – I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm too claustrophobic for L.A., but I just want to see it. I still um, want to get to San Diego. Yeah, San Diego would be cool. I, would, I I was a little disappointed we didn't make it to the beach, but it was like it was the weather wasn't that great anyway, so it would have been. Yeah, cool. and that's my thing. Like I was really confused. I thought Cali was always hot. And I yeah, was, I, that's actually not true at all. No, the bay is like chilly until like the summer, summer, like until they, even they're hot. They normally get like seventy ish. Like that's like their mid seventies what they get to hot. But yeah, go keep on my bad. Finish up. I know it's one in the pot. 
and yeah. niggas got a nap. Uh, one new thing I learned this year. I don't know. Closure is personal. I was gonna say overrated, but it's not overrated. You got you have to come to terms with what you did first, though, before you can like hope somebody else can forgive you or whatever. So yeah, that's an ego thing. You yeah. talking? Heal yourself and shit. Keep your third eye open. We can have a whole podcast combo on that one day for sure. You know, and one new business I supported. I don't. I really. I I put this down thinking I was gonna come up with something. I didn't. Uh, Shout out to, I mean, shout out to Cam and Black and Gold. I did. I bought some. Oh some yeah, gear from yeah, them. yeah. I got like two or three shirts from Black and Gold for sure. Yeah. Shout out to. Yeah. Shout out to Heezy and Arena Solutions getting his graphic design off the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else? Shout out, shout out to uh, Chris. Uh, train with Smitty. Go get y'all abs together. Um, Man, that nigga be doing some stuff. You know, Ryan is still out here doing makeup. Hit her up if you need makeup or whatever. So yeah, uh, shout out to Beat the Buzzer. Y'all listen to that shit. You know, yeah, listen to that shit. Beat the Butler podcast. Y'all be having me killed, bro. I just want I, I, you and Cardo have the best chemistry, dog. And adding I, adding Jam was actually like a really good touch. I just wanted to. I, just wanted I, to say I really appreciate that, like in all seriousness, because I think I told you uh, after all the years of me of us wanted to start one. Like I appreciate that we kind of try to make it barbershop talk as much as possible. And yes, Jam. As much as we crack jokes, Jam is a good thing. Like I'm actually really happy that, that that next person was a woman for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah she changes the dynamic up a little bit. Yeah. Because when she when she go into her little spills, like I mean, the subtext is she don't be know what the fuck y'all talking about, and that be having me killed all the time. She's no, like so real, bro. <laughs> so real. She dead ass be like, I'm here, so I'll get fined. Uh, bro, I, and I'll be like, I don't even be fussing. I'll be like, you right, dog. <laughs> you you have no idea what we're talking about and what's going on. Man. Yeah, y'all listen to that. Y'all give Ryan some money for the kids, man, because, you know, I yeah, know how public education is, dog. Help me reach these kids. Yeah, F them kids, but, but bless them kids, y'all. Right, you know what I'm saying? Fuck them, but we love them at the same time. Trick right. love the kids. Trick yeah. love the kids, so I love the kids. We uh, appreciate y'all. It is one oh six in the morning, so you know. Yeah, man, you have fun two hours. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know. What is I got to put this up fairly soon because this is like time sensitive, and I'm like, how am I about to edit this? I have no idea. Good luck with that one. You know what I'm saying? Shall be easy. Yeah, I'm just about to, I'm just about to hang up. Y'all gonna be good night. I'm Detroit, so miracle the golden kid, and everything I am must be what Detroit is. I'm Detroit, so. I'm Detroit's own, yeah. I'm Detroit's own blessed and it owns my love. And everything I am is what Detroit once was. I'm Detroit's own, yeah. I'm Detroit's own.